So this afternoon we will continue with our metta practice. And we'll begin actually with some forgiveness practice. For those of you who would like to participate. Because that there are times in our uh, metta practice when our hearts are not able to open even to the loving-kindness practice because maybe there's been some hurt, there's been some resentment, we're holding there some guilt, some hopes that haven't um, borne fruit because and maybe it's turned into some attachment, which is very painful. And so the forgiveness practice really helps. It's actually a form of metta. We can say forgiveness is like compassion, that kind of loving-kindness that turns towards what's painful. And here it's what's painful in our own hearts. And so if there's been any resentment, any guilt for what we may have, um, some action or words that we may have done towards others that we're holding in our hearts, resentment for anything that we may have been hurt by from others, hopes in the past that we're kind of still holding on tightly to that need to be let go of. Forgiveness is a way to address that. It's said that forgiveness is letting go of all hopes of a better past, just allowing the past to be as it is instead of trying to do what we do with it and um, not allow ourselves to go forward, to go forth. So if you'd like to participate in that, you're welcome to as I offer the forgiveness practice. And if it doesn't seem to be for you, just allowing your attention to be with your own heart center, and that's just fine. So we take our posture again, being in a place of inner and outer relaxation as much as we can. Bringing our attention to the heart center. and seeing if we can relax the attention there. Sometimes it helps to have a very quiet, full in-breath and a very full out-breath in a quiet way. Brings our shoulders down, relaxes the muscles around our belly and even around our heart center. So a full out-breath can help. Then taking the first few moments to remember, call to mind and heart, all those beings in general, or maybe there's one particular person that stands out for you that you may have hurt 
in thought, word, or deed, intentionally or unintentionally. In any case, just remembering that this person's heart was closed down to us. not needing to go through all the details of it, just acknowledging the fact of this person being hurt or these persons being hurt. And in our own ways, asking or forgiveness. May I be forgiven for anything that I might have said or done intentionally or unintentionally. Please forgive me. May our hearts reconnect again. Take time with that. And then remembering those beings, or maybe there's a particular one that may have hurt us in thought, word, or deed, intentionally or unintentionally. Being sure that we leave out anyone from our hearts that we don't yet feel safe around, letting that be okay. So just remembering the fact that our own hearts were closed down, not needing to go into any details again. Acknowledging the disconnection. And in our own ways, in your own words, offering something like, as much as I can, 
I offer my forgiveness. Or I freely forgive you for any way that you've hurt me. May we be able to begin again in our connection. And lastly, forgiving ourselves. It may be clear to you the ways that we have hurt ourselves. ways that we have abandoned ourselves. Not given ourselves enough credit or confidence. Forgiving ourselves even for not being able to forgive right now. As much as I can, I forgive myself, finding your own words and way. As much as I can, I accept all of who I am with kindness. And now shifting to the metta practice, beginning with oneself, if that's easy, or if not, beginning with someone that's easy for you to open your heart to. So before we go there, Let's call to mind and heart all of those beings who have loved us, cared for us. 
supported us. We may not be able to remember all of them. Some of them may come into the foreground. But just with intention, we can bring all of their energy, all of these beings, to mind and heart. opening our hearts to continue to receive their love and their care. And then as a way of accepting that and being able to Lay it forward to others, beginning with oneself if you can, and remembering the goodness of our own hearts. To remember one's goodness is a wholesome thing to do. For others to care for us, there must have been some goodness that they have seen, connected with. And then offering ourselves or this other person that you've chosen, loving kindness, using the words and phrases as a way to embody this gentle energy, remembering that the words are not so important. It's the energy that the words are representing that's important. May I be safe and protected in all ways. Repeating that, or your own phrase, as much as you need to. Staying on track. May I be safe.
May I be peaceful and happy. Putting some phrases to memory. These are or your own phrases. Peaceful, happy. May I be healthy and strong of body. May I be at ease with the conditions of my life. Taking a few more moments with oneself. Using a phrase or two that helps you stay on track. May I be safe, peaceful and happy. Healthy and strong. May I be at ease with the conditions of my life.
Moving on to the next individual, a benefactor. Someone who has benefited you. This can be an elder, a mentor, a teacher. a colleague, even a younger person or an animal friend. Choosing someone and having a clear sense as much as you can. If you're not a visual type, You can just use this person's name silently in your heart. First, reflecting on something about this person that opens your heart of gratitude. And then offering this person the energy of metta, unconditional friendship. May you be safe and protected. Repeating as you need to. May you be peaceful and happy. Releasing that energy of metta on your out-breath can be helpful. May you be healthy and strong. May you live with ease of well-being. few more moments with this individual.
And now the next individual, a loved one, dear friend, family member. Again, choosing someone that's easy to open your heart to. reflecting on something about them that continues to open your heart. Your gratitude for this person in your life. May you be safe and protected. If you get off track, just begin again. May wisdom and love always protect you. Peaceful and happy. healthy and strong. May you be at ease with the conditions of your life. 
just on an out-breath, offering the energy of metta from your heart without any words. Now moving on to the next individual, a neutral person, someone you feel neutral about, neutral towards, maybe someone you don't know so well. Could be someone here at the retreat. someone at home, in your neighborhood. (coughs) Bringing that person into your heart center as much as you can. You may not have a clear sense of this person, but a general sense is good enough. And then allowing the metta that has been cultivated already to overflow and to connect with this person. May you be safe in all ways. peaceful and happy. May you be healthy and strong. May you live with ease of well-being.
And again, though it's not as easy, continuing to offer metta to this person that you don't know so well. Seeing if it can be qualitatively in the same way that you offer to others. Now the last individual, a difficult person, someone we have difficulty opening our hearts to. This could be, of course, someone very close to us, family member, a friend, having a clear sense of who this is as much as you can. And then if you can, seeing if you can remember the goodness of this person. Is there anything about this person that can still open your heart? Or if you find that difficult, remembering the suffering of this person, does that open your heart? And as much as we can, offering metta to this person. May you be safe in all ways. May you be peaceful and happy.
healthy and strong. May you live with ease of well-being. And again, if it's hard with words, See if you can offer energetically goodwill from your heart center on an out-breath. Letting that goodwill go out to this person. Letting go of all attachment to result. As you let go of the breath. Coming to a close with this person and then remembering someone in your life that may be having some difficulty at this time. Someone that's easy to open your heart to, but someone having difficulty either in a health way, a general way, an emotional way. Bring that someone special into the foreground of your attention someone who could use the healing balm of unconditional care. May you be safe, protected.
May your heart be peaceful, no matter what's happening. May you be healthy and strong. And though we don't know who they are, offering our loving kindness to every one special person here that's in this field of metta among us, just by intention, offering, radiating our loving kindness to all these beings. safe and protected. May you be peaceful and happy. May your bodies be healthy and strong. May you live with ease of well-being. And now in this field of metta, bringing in our families and our friends, offering the energy and the purity of loving-kindness. Wherever you are, May you all be safe. And of course, including everyone here in this room, may your inner journey always be protected by wisdom and love. All of the beings here on this land, may you all be happy. Especially all of those who serve us. May you be at ease in all ways. And all beings everywhere, in all directions, all around us. Allowing our field of metta to enlarge as much as we can. All the beings to the north, to the east, to the south and the west, above and below in all directions, without exception, in all realms of existence, those seen and those unseen, known and unknown. May you all be happy. 
radiating that loving kindness out. May you all be peaceful. May you all be liberated. Now to close, dedicating the merit of all of this beneficial, wholesome work that we've done to each other, to all of our loved ones, especially those who have passed away, and to all beings everywhere. By the sharing of this merit, may all beings be benefited. May all beings be peaceful. May all beings be free. Do you have any questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My heart, your heart felt so closed. It takes time. Even with the Vipassana practice that we do, there's a lot of disentangling that takes place. So it's good that you can notice that. Can you notice that with a gentleness? It seems so in your, in the tone of your voice. <laughs> yeah, just staying tender around what's happening there. Uh-huh. Abaya. Um, yeah, go ahead, sure. Mm-hmm. Can we what? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so what do we do when we feel like we've done something that where we could give an apology? Yeah, like closing the door on someone or, and you're in silence, yeah. 
I think it would be fine, and and this is good for everyone to know, to just, if you just turn around and go like that, if you can, you know, sorry, (laughs) and that's fine, yeah. Yes, yeah, sure. And it helps so that you're not having to carry it, too, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, for being conscientious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's a question that's common that having a hard time differentiating between this kind of wishes that are unconditional that are offered unconditionally for a person's well-being different from the kind of attachment we might have where we have an, a real interest in that person's well-being. So there might in the second um Example, you know, where we might have an interest in the person's well-being. That may not be so much attachment. That may be more caring. And when we investigate that, we see that um, if we wish them well and they're not well, we can still be okay with it. We can still offer our loving kindness. We have an interest in their well-being. But we see after, you know, we help them, we offer everything we can, we can see sometimes that it, it doesn't work, there's, you know, they're still wherever they're at. But when we check our hearts and we see we can still continue to offer our help, to offer our goodwill, that's not really attachment, that's just a pure interest when we feel disappointed that they're not changing (laughs) or um, that we've helped them, for example, and we're not getting any acknowledgement of it, for it, um, then we can see that there's some attachment there. We can tell even in the tone sometimes of our our phrase, even though it's silent, um, you know, it may, may you please be peaceful and happy, you know, like it, there's some attachment to result there. But an interest, you know, that interest can come without attachment. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So the comment is it's it's um part traditionally um we're not sending or offering loving kindness to a partner or someone we're having a sexual relationship with. But the comment is that it feels really important to be able to do that. I agree that it's important to be able to do that. So go ahead, and it's fine. But if we see that our metta is turning into 
other than metta, or we see that there is some attachment, first of all, we can notice that the attachment's there and continue to offer loving-kindness to that person because the attachment may be just so nothing. It may be just like a cloud, ephemeral something going in the background. But if the attachment gets really, really strong, um, and it doesn't have to happen, you know, that strong attachment come up even for a loved one, someone close to us that we're having an intimate relationship with. Uh, If that attachment isn't strong, we just can continue to offer loving kindness. And then it can go into sometimes lustful feelings, you know, especially if we've been on retreat for a long time, etc. It's just normal. We're just human. So we have to be careful that we're not developing that, you know, by um, we're not habituating attachment or lust by continuing the practice then. So when that comes up, when there is a strong, a sense of a strong attachment, or even when lust comes up, then we change. We change uh, the individual that we're offering to. And I find that it doesn't have to come up. And actually, I agree that it is really important to develop that metta for our partners because um, that's what a lasting relationship is all about, where we can really sense that unconditional love for that person and even develop it. Because attachment doesn't keep a relationship together. Another way that we can do it with our loved ones, if we um, find it necessary, is to have that person within a group. So I've been told this by my teachers, so that that person is surrounded by other beings and you send all those beings. And so that helps sometimes too. Yeah. Right. So you can change your position. Or if you find it, um, if it's okay for you to sit in a chair, then during metta, sit in a chair, if that helps you stay more comfortable. So when you do change your position, good point, when you do change your position, remember that this is really... um, it's more a concentration practice than a vipassana practice. So it's helpful to have quiet around us. So when you change, change quietly. Just make sure you're, you're not just changing out of every pain that comes in the body, which tends to be um, you know, a quick movement that doesn't have a lot of mindfulness with it. Just be quiet and mindful. For how many of you were were the uh, forgiveness practice? How was that helpful? I'll um, put the words up on the board. I forgot to give the loving-kindness words, sorry. I'll put those two on the board, and you can do them, uh, do the forgiveness practice as you see fit. Um, It's helpful to do it at the beginning 
of a practice or at the end, but it's not helpful to just throw it in in the middle of your Vipassana practice because, again, sometimes it distracts you from really opening in a mindful way with um, mindfulness to whatever is difficult. Just bringing pure mindfulness to it can also, can, to the pain in your heart, is actually a way of touching it with gentleness. One last abaya. Which part? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. If something strong comes up in your heart, where usually some fear or some aversion, um, some ill will, metta is the antidote to that, right? We we kind of know that. Metta's the antidote. Yeah. Metta's the antidote to that. So when we're doing vipassana and uh, something naturally arises, fear or any kind of ill will, hatred, etc., try to stay with it in your vipassana practice. If we turn to metta right away, um, it's, it's like distracting ourselves. It's a good thing to do, but it's, it might be so easy to just go there that we don't give ourselves a chance to face whatever has to be faced with bare attention. Bare attention meaning sati or mindfulness. And so if we have the habit of just going to metta, sometimes we could say that we just cover that moment up with metta instead of allowing that moment to be exposed. Touching that moment with mindfulness is touching that moment, that difficult moment, also with something beautiful. And um, other things happen. You know, the ability to see that moment as very temporary, as so impermanent. That's a wisdom that helps to let go, that helps the the natural letting go process. To be able to bring mindfulness to those difficult places also opens the wisdom of seeing how ephemeral it is, how there's nothing solid about it. That wisdom also liberates the moment the mind. Yeah. So uh, actually those moments are deeply liberating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Okay, so please continue. Thank you. And just want to remind you that it's a good time um, because you're naturally slowed down now this time of the day to keep that keep that slowing down happening it will help your your practice um, so even as you get up from your seat here notice how you walk out of the hall um, we don't have to rush anywhere <laughs> I notice there's still this like are you rushing somewhere when you go out I notice all of this behind me <laughs> so just 
take your time. It's the beauty of this time that you have here. Take your time to just be with yourselves. And if you find yourself rushing, no problem. You know, just be gentle with yourselves. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.